Hello and welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Caitlin McKenzie and today I'm joined by some brilliant members of the Giraffe team. We've got Head of Operations, Kate. Hi. Senior Social Media Manager, Dom. Hello. And Social Media Assistant, Chloe. Hi. So in today's October newsfeed review, we're going to be chatting about some of the major things that happened on social last month, including platform updates, algorithm complaints, and the US election and how that's affecting our channels. But before we get started, it's time for our team question. So guys, what was your personal October newsfeed highlight? Dom, why don't you go first? Um, I've got a couple. It was, oh, great. <laughs> it was the first time that I posted on Instagram in a year on my feed. That's mental. I can't believe I left it so long. I can't believe I left it so long. Wow. I can't relate. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so that's one. And another one was, yeah, more personal to me is that I, I've been going through Invisalign um obviously to get straight teeth and i have finished my first lot of retainers that they gave me so teeth are improved and but i just needed to go through some more refinements so all good oh wow dom will drop his affiliate link for invisalign in the (laughs) (laughs) show (laughs) oh no that's really good to hear it's always nice when you do things like that for yourself um kate what was your highlight uh, you know, I, it's hard. It, it's, I've still got like a little PTSD from it. So it's, I'm not sure it's a highlight, but we, uh, we've been like renovating the outside of our house this month. Um, and so all of the works is finally done and tomorrow the scaffolding is coming down. So it's going to be like the big reveal on the outside of the house. That's been like, we've had stone replaced and a new door put in and all the decorating done. Um, so it's been like a massive undertaking that basically took all month long. Um, and tomorrow's the big reveal. So very excited about that, but it's been stressful. (laughs) (laughs) for sure that sounds so exciting though I don't feel like I have like a huge highlight I feel like October has just gone on forever there's been nice moments I had I had one little nice weekend I think yeah I've chosen if my highlight was um I went kayaking one weekend and that was just really nice and all the trees were orange and it was just a very autumnal like change of season so yeah I think that was my highlight maybe how about you Chloe I don't know I this is gonna sound so sad but um uh October has blessed me with plentiful amounts of Zayn Malik content. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, I love One Direction and my favorite member of One Direction was Zayn and he never posts on social media, but obviously he's had a baby and he just released some new songs. So he's been posting heaps, which I am very happy about. So... <laughs> I love that. Hey, whatever works, whatever gets you through the months at this stage. (laughs) Great. Well, the first thing I think we should touch on today in our review of what went down in October is the biggie, Halloween. Um, Obviously, it was a little bit different this year, but there were a few moments on social which I really loved. I mean, I've probably talked about it a million times before, but I am a huge fan of Innocence movies and everything they do on social media and just in general. But um, they had a great Halloween post, which I really liked. It was dark and spooky and it was just a black juice and it was Beetlejuice. Huh? And the caption was, we've made a new drink. It's dead tasty. 
we've made a new drink. It's dead tasty. We've made a new drink. It's dead tasty. Thought we should say it three times. Hashtag Halloween. I just thought that was so simple and effective. Um, Another brand which did something quite simple and like didn't have a major like production behind it because like what can these days was a marmite they released two on brand limited edition marmite trick-or-treat jars in sainsbury's so like some were like a treat for the lovers and the other one was like a trick for the haters um and obviously you could pick which one you wanted to buy and i just thought that was quite cute and just like a nice simple thing all it took was some new bottle stickers and i guess that was just yeah, really cool new initiative. Um, I also noticed Facebook had a special little Halloween graphic on mobile, which appeared at the top of the timeline. Did you guys see it? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I loved it. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, you could click through to Halloween tagged content um, and yeah, just spookify your timeline, which I've not seen them do that before. Have you guys? No, it was very like Google-esque, wasn't it? You know how Google is, has mm. a little treat. Yeah, I think they're just trying to move really towards hashtags in a bigger way like hashtags are a lot more active on Facebook now they used to just be an accident that was copied and pasted from Instagram (laughs) I think but yeah and of course as soon as Halloween is over it's basically Christmas as of November the 1st and this is now annually signified with the one and only Mariah Carey (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw her Instagram last year where she like went to bed as Tina Turner for Halloween costume and then woke up at the break of midnight to um all I want for Christmas is you and I thought she didn't do it this year and I was that fuming and um I think I saw it on someone's story I think it might have even been Chloe's story um, yeah. and I didn't recognize the start of the image um because it was like a spooky character and I just swiped past it and then later I realized I'd missed it but yeah they, she did another video for us which was like a spooky reveal of her in a little Christmas cabin which was very very cute so yeah go check that out if you need to get in the Christmas spirit Kate, what have you noticed this month on social media? Actually, Facebook's come out with something really cool called Facebook Stars, and it's allowing artists to effectively monetize their live streams. So their fans can buy and then send them stars, and for every star they get sent, they earn a cent, um, which doesn't seem like a lot of money, and I'm not sure like what increments of buyer has to, like how many stars you have to buy at a time. But it's a really cool idea for, you know, artists to be able to make money online on Facebook um, and really for them to engage with their their fans in a new way. So like imagine being able to say, Chloe, like um, how many stars would it take for me to buy Zane singing me a personalized song on a live stream, right? Oh, very Priceless. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like how many how many stars would you buy for that? Like pretty cool. So it, I think it's a really mm-hmm. a really cool idea that they're they're bringing in. Um, and I think, you know, it will be really fun to see kind of where, like how, what kind of cool creative ideas that they're doing to incentivize people to, uh, to be sending them stars. So that, that's really cool. It's only available, it's beta testing right now and only available in certain countries. Um, but for any social media managers out there, there is a link that you can go to and actually any of the pages that you manage, it will actually show you if you've got a page that's eligible um, so then you can, if it's eligible, you can just apply. And then as soon as your country, if your country is not already avail- um, part of the beta test, as soon as it becomes available, you'll get authorized for it. So pretty cool. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll drop that link in the show notes because that sounds really, really useful to check out. Um, I like that idea. I think it's quite nice. I think maybe it's Facebook trying to drag people back to like influencers back to their platform, <laughs> potentially. I don't know if anybody. It's, yeah. a, it's a little bit like YouTube, how they do super chats. Um, on like live on live videos you can send in a super chat 
obviously as much as you want and your comment will then get seen on like the oh, top wow. and it's like all colorful and then what tends to happen is that the the person who's doing the video will read out the comment um i i watch quite a lot of youtube content um from people who who do who do that and i mean i can imagine they must make quite a bit of money from it because there's a lot mm. of super chats that come through and i think youtube take a cut out of it which i imagine facebook will probably do something similar yeah it's cool can you guys who would you guys choose if there was like uh, either an artist or a celebrity or somebody, if you had to choose somebody that you were like, I would spend, I would send all my stars to this person, which is for like a personalized <laughs> shout out, who would it be? Oh my God, that's so tough. <laughs> I think there's one like YouTuber, Facebook videoer kind of person that I love at the minute is uh, Bailey Sarian. I feel like I maybe mentioned her on a podcast before, but she does like murder mystery stories like while she's putting on makeup and like costumes and stuff and it, I just love that mashup so she talks about like serious crime stories while she's getting her glam on and that's just very soothing content <laughs> um yeah so I, I'd send I'd send Bailey Sarian some stars I would send this youtuber called Mark Goldbridge some stars uh he's he has his own like United May United fan channel and he's just he's brilliant he's brilliant He'll make you laugh. He makes your day. <laughs> Even if you don't like Man United or if you don't like football, just watch him. And especially when he's not happy about a performance and he just rages, <laughs> it's always priceless. So, Love that. How about you, Chloe? Oh, same. We, oh, right. yeah, <laughs> we don't even need to. <laughs> Amazing. So, Dom, what have you noticed this month on social? Yeah, so last, well, in October, Instagram celebrated their 10-year anniversary. Oh, happy wow. birthday! <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Instagram! <laughs> yeah, so they released a few new features. And one of them was they introduced a new private map So for your Instagram stories. So what that enables you to do is have a look through your archives. And let's say you put a location on a previous story, you can actually see that story placed on the location that you went to on a on a map which is really cool because then you can sort of like actually visually see where you've been around the world um obviously at this case around the uk but obviously it goes back (laughs) for like the last three years so you're going to see a lot of um, instagram stories on there Um, another thing which they have introduced is they're testing automatically hiding comments so these are obviously comments that are seen as to be, you know, offensive, bullying, harassment, all this sort of thing. And it's similar to what Twitter provide, what Facebook also do, but this is more like an automatic system. Um, So that is still within testing. But I think that's a real huge step going forward to prevent um, and avoid, you know, bullying on social media, which is, you know, always happening. There's so many mm-hmm. trolls out there. So I think that's a real step forward. Another one that they're doing that's, this is all in relation to um, National, um, I think it's Bullying Awareness Month or, or something like that around those lines. Um, so another one is that they're introducing nudge warnings. Um, mm. So it's like an additional warning that before you post, if it comes across as potentially being harassment, Facebook will not, uh, Instagram will nudge you and be like, are you sure you want to post this sort of thing? So wow. a- again, you know, it, it's making people think before posting. 
which I think a lot of people tend to not do, especially if they're maybe upset about something they've seen. They can easily just, without thinking about it, just write something. So I think this is brilliant. Again, what do you guys think? Yeah, I love that. Mm. I think it's really good. I think we could all probably use a reminder to like take a second and breathe before we sort of like, so that we're responding as opposed to reacting. So I think that's really good. Yeah, I think if we can get those nudge reminders in like every area of life, that would be quite helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's quite good because I feel like Instagram's quite guilty of being a bit mysterious and like unnecessarily so. Like we've all dreaded ourselves or a client being shadow banned and not knowing why. And I think, do you know what? If there was a little nudge that said, oof, you're being a bit stop it, calm down, stop doing this or don't post this kind of content. Not that I'm sure we probably would be, but um, yeah, I think it would be good to get a warning as opposed to just the punishment. Well, that way you can also learn what you're doing wrong, right? Because you might be doing something that's completely unintentional and you're not realizing it. And if you are never told, kind of given that warning, you don't know how as a social media manager, you don't really know like what you're doing. So how do you learn from that? So I think it's, it's going to be really useful for social media managers for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Like you might not know what you're writing is offensive. And then that nudge pro- mm. provides you with more insight into why it potentially could be um, offensive yeah. and allows you to reflect. Yeah, I'd love to know how detailed they were. And if they like popped up in response to say you addressed a certain topic and it might even just a nudge to you like, oh, oh, this could be offensive to someone. Let me just check I'm handling this sensitively because... I think we can all be guilty of ignoring other people's experience that we aren't aware of and like things that could be offensive. So yeah, I think that's a good thing. I've just checked on my Instagram stories archive to see if I have this feature for the map and I actually do. And that's Mm. really cute. I love it. You can zoom out and see where you've been in the world. It's really cool. I'm very happy because I don't tend to get these updates sometimes and everyone's talking about them and I'm like, cool. (laughs) Have you seen as well um, with the 10-year anniversary features, you can change the app icon on your home screen. So you can change it to be like the OG Instagram app mm. icon no. or they've got a few new like rainbow ones. It's it's really cool if you, um, and for Caitlin and for anyone listening, if you go into your settings and then you just like scroll up, like just pull uh, the top of the screen down, it will take you to the hidden feature and you can choose uh, which app icon you want, which is awesome. Oh my goodness, I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I just did it. That's really wholesome. Oh, and there's like fun ones too, like gold and pride and twilight and a secret code name one. Big fan of that. I'm going to go retro. Do you remember when the new Instagram logo came out and everyone was like, oh, this looks like it's been done on PowerPoint? (laughs) Everyone was raging. Yeah. We can't, we don't like change. (laughs) I'm glad that we can like dial back the clock. That's very exciting. Well, um, Instagram brings us to one of my updates that I've noticed this month. Um, Mine was to do with Australian comedian and just general Instagram sensation, Celeste Barber. Celeste is probably best known for her hashtag Celeste um, challenge accepted series where she recreates images of supermodels and just sort of super gorgeous people. um, And she recreates them as like a air quotes, regular person and just a massive comedic effect. And she just playfully pokes fun at sort of influencer culture and just that posed, non-candid kind of thing that we all just take is like, oh, that's what a person looks like. And she's actually like, no, no, this is what a person looks like. (laughs) So yeah, I'm a big fan. Have you guys heard of her? No. I, when you 
asked me about her, I didn't recognize her name immediately. But once I Googled her, I've seen like her posts around on Facebook and Instagram and they are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. Highly recommend looking up Celeste Barber on Instagram if you get a spare second. I say second, I mean like half an hour because you're going to like want to look back <laughs> and roll every single post. But she's been in the news recently after Instagram appeared to censor a recent post of her imitating a Victoria's Secret model called Candice Swanpole. Apologies, Candice, if I've said your surname wrong. Basically, in the image, Candice is sort of side on, she hasn't got any clothes on, and she's wrapped in a sort of blanket and she's covering like her her modesty, but you can she's basically in the nude. Celeste mod like parodied it. Um, she dressed the same. She is even wearing underwear, so she's technically less nude than um Candace was in her post. Um, she posted it like normal, everyone loved it, happy days. But um, when Barbara's fans tried to reshare the post, apparently Instagram restricted them from doing so. And they displayed that this goes against our community guidelines message um, and put it to nudity and sexual activity, which is fine. But the original post by Candace wasn't taken down. And obviously this really upset a lot of people and started posing a lot of questions about like body shaming and double standards on Instagram's algorithms, which isn't really a new narrative. But um, what happened next is quite interesting. I mean, Celeste was obviously a bit annoyed um to, un- to downplay it um she wrote on a story hey instagram sort out your body shaming standards guys it's 2020 catch up which um fair enough i would say a representative for instagram told the insider website when i was doing a bit of research into this that the platform's actually updating its photo policies to quote make sure all body types are treated fairly and the representative also confirmed that the platform directly apologized to celeste barbara about it which i think is like interesting and like nice on this particular occasion but Celeste obviously got so many Instagram followers and she's a huge huge personality um so I think it's like great that they apologize to her but it just feels a little bit like too little too late and a bit performative because I I know we've talked about TikTok censorship in the past and things like that but everyone keeps blaming algorithms recently and I think it's a bit out of day and I think these platforms need to they wrote the algorithms you know <laughs> So I think they need to start taking responsibility. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think especially with algorithms, like people forget that they algorithms don't write themselves. They don't appear out of like, yes, they are computerized, but the computer didn't create them. Like it's people behind, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, behind the computer writing in those, those sort of bylaws. And it's not the first time that, you know, Instagram's been called out for their censorship, whether that be um, like racism or Mm -hmm. like body shaming, like this kind of thing. So I think it's definitely very close to call time for Instagram on, you know, these numerous, numerous uh, issues they've been having. It, it feels a little bit like to say, you know, it's it, like diversity is an update that's happening, you know, like we're <laughs> updating the bodies that we accept and whatnot. It just feels like that's, that's not an update. Like it's great that they apologized to this mm. one individual, but it seems like it's, it's a bigger issue than just like, a, oh, we need to update. Like, yeah, you kind of need to give your heads a shake, I think, <laughs> really. It's a bit more, it's a bit deeper than that. Yeah, definitely. And it's such like an emotional thing, I think, to feel like you're being censored and to feel like you're being censored just because of the way you look, not as opposed to the sort of things we were discussing earlier, that you could be being offensive or, you know, rude or whatever. Like, it's just how you look. And if someone who looks differently to you can do the exact same thing, that is just, I think, 
we need to cancel that culture. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think though, this is, this is kind of almost a bigger issue with like the algorithms. I mean, um, mm-hmm. to some extent we're seeing, you know, I, I know with some of our clients where they're attempting to do something on, on their social media platforms and we're, you know, advising them, well, that's actually against the policy. So we can't be doing that. And they say, oh yeah, but this, this, you know, big brand X is actually doing that and doing that very successfully. Why can't we do that? And it's such, it's so difficult as a social media manager, isn't it? To be able to say to them, like, we, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're getting away with it. It's technically not allowed. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't want to ever put our clients at risk. Um, so we would never do anything that would, that we would knowingly violate a policy. (coughs) Um, but it's very challenging for them when when they're trying to do stuff because they're small businesses or you know growing businesses and and if they can't do stuff that sort of the the, the big names can do um, obviously it's like a whole whole separate issue than like diversity and all that and body shaming mm. but it's, it's still kind of the sort of who is it that's getting to to enjoy these sort of uh, freedoms that maybe other others aren't. Yeah, it's almost as if Instagram needs to nudge themselves, right? Because <laughs> like the whole point of these posts are to, you know, share real bodies and, you know, spread awareness, body positivity, and Instagram's not even giving them a chance. Like they're immediately tearing them down. Like they are the the trolls in that sense, I suppose. So it's it's quite ironic, I guess, that they've introduced new features like this, but at the same time a still getting the basics. Yeah, yeah. Is, is this us no. just giving Instagram a nudge then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Instagram, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is giraffe <laughs> nudging you. <laughs> Amazing. And um, Chloe, you've noticed something with Instagram and social media this month, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's kind of a nice stream, right? Speaking of censorship and nudging. Um, I noticed this week I was running a competition for one of my clients where, um, you know, users had to use a hashtag to enter the competition. Um, and of course, on the day where I went to go and pick, you know, draw the winner, um, half of the hashtags weren't showing up. And this was basically because Instagram is uh, or was limiting new posts uh, related to all hashtags um, in light of the election. So they were sort of protecting users, I guess, from the spreading of false information. Um, And by doing this, they were just pretty much blocking all hashtags, (laughs) not even, you know, election related hashtags. Um, So I thought at first that was quite like my first initial thought was, oh, that's quite good because, you know, we've we've had so many cases where false information has been spread, like before elections, during elections. So this is quite, I guess, a savvy way to kind of monitor that. Um, but then I suppose I was like, oh, well, actually, hold on. <laughs> How mm-hmm. am I supposed to run my client's business when, you know, part of that business model is using hashtags? And I thought that as a social media manager and also a creator on the Instagram platform, like that's been a huge blow to people who, you know, sort of rely on hashtags for exposure, um, for curated content, um, to connect with their audience. So I don't know, what do you guys think? Like, I I can see sort of both ways that it's, it's a good thing and also a bad thing. So just to confirm, is that like all hashtags or just ones that were like US, hashtag US election or hashtag you know, Biden or something? No, as as far as I know, it was because I've seen a few threads on it sort of on um, like Facebook pages for creators and it's like most, I don't want to say all because I'm not sure, but mm. it was like very obscure hashtags. So I imagine it was probably all that were being blocked. Wow. Yeah, especially for like what we're going for at the moment. 
you know, with COVID, loads of businesses are struggling. They depend on social to reach a wider audience. Um, so limiting hashtags, you know, you know, can affect people. And I understand why Instagram are doing it because people probably are using their platforms to, you know, for the election. And but then it's like, how can Instagram? They should have maybe looked at like how they're using it. Um, mm. in what way they're using it instead of just limiting it altogether. I know that could be probably quite hard to sort of work out yeah. in terms of the al- algorithm and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's a weird one, isn't it? I, I can understand it, but yeah, as you can say, that must have um, definitely affected a lot of people's social media um, posts. It was interesting um, because it wasn't like they blocked the hashtag completely. It was just they must have set a date and then it was all new hashtags from that date that were being uh, like that weren't visible. So, you know, in terms of spreading misinformation, someone could have posted this, you know, weeks into the lead up of an election and it would still be visible to people. And at the same time, I guess I wonder how effective blocking a hashtag is because there are a number of ways that you can reshare a post, right? Or if you see that information and you sort of conceive it to be true, it's a simple copy and paste or like a repost to your story. So I'm not sure that blocking new hashtags three days before an election is necessarily effective. Um, In terms of that, I think it's definitely hurting more people than it would have saved. yeah I'm finding it hard to like understand I mean social media and all of these platforms are really trying to position themselves as up-to-date places and they want you to get your information from there I think Instagram I know is much more visual than it'd be really random if Twitter was to do this for example but I think they want to be up-to-date and current and they want to be a source of like information inspiration all of that and then I can see why they don't maybe want to accidentally give platforms to misinformation, like you say, but I think it's a bit, maybe just a bit backwards. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like, well, I mean, all you then have access to, right, is stuff within your, your, who you follow. So your own sphere of interest. Like if you want to go outside of that, using hashtags, I'd say would be the easiest way to do that on Instagram. You can't do that anymore. And I feel like that's quite like, might muffle quite a a lot of point of views and I think it's always good to like be exposed to stuff that you want just the stuff that you choose to surround yourself in because surely that's I mean we can see cause and effect of loads of stuff this year to do with that but yeah I don't know I I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not just hashtags you know I think Instagram Facebook a lot of the social media um, main you know biggest platforms have been a lot more restrictive and stricter on all elements that includes ads what you can post every sort of um, like you know sort of celebrity that i follow always follows up with a warning that with more guidelines to like obviously the election and more information and they might have literally just said hashtag vote so yeah it has caused a lot of um it has been stricter recently it'd be interesting to see when all this does become a lot more lenient and when these restrictions come away is it going to be straight after the election or is it going to continue for a little bit longer who knows yeah i don't know if it kind of as well maybe i can see that they're trying to level the playing field but they haven't stopped ads right you can still run an ad so potentially if you had an opinion or like 
within reason, of course, they do have very stringent um, ad criteria in place, as I'm sure we've all experienced on, on occasion. But yeah, you could still run an ad and that would still reach loads of people. But you just can't, somebody who doesn't have that money can't use a hashtag. And I mean, not just in terms of a political sense, like across the board now, it's feel like it's sort of, for the short period where hashtags aren't in place, surely that's really unleveling the playing field to people who can afford to advertise well yeah it's interesting that you say that because like a hashtag is free right but you need to pay you know to run an advertisement so this could be Mm. and I hate to talk about the algorithm again but (laughs) it is rumored that like you know Instagram is playing us so that we do spend more money on advertising um, and that they're not really showing our posts to as many people so that we spend more money on ads and I guess a really good free way to sort of spread awareness and gain exposure for your brand or for yourself is with hashtags, right? And now that you can't use those freely, maybe. (laughs) I feel like a conspiracist here, guys. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I think it's important to always be asking the questions. We can't just like take everything that that the platforms do as gospel. We have to sort of question and, Mm. yeah, I think be sort of aware while we're doing it. But yeah. Well, just for context for anyone listening, we're actually recording this on Tuesday the 3rd. This episode will be coming out Wednesday the 4th. Things may have changed a lot, but of course we're not touching on any of that. We're just really interested in how it's affecting social media and hashtags in particular. Now it's time for a new segment of our monthly news feed review. Very exciting times. Drum roll, please. Um, the calendar update. So we want to get you ready for the month ahead, as well as looking back at the month that has just passed us by. So we want to fill you in with some key marketing dates so you don't miss any moments on social. Dom, have you got a list of maybe some key things that are happening in the UK this month? I do indeed. Wonderful. So a few so it's November month, which is it's always no good for me because I can't grow facial hair. So <laughs> um, the 5th of November, we've got Bonfire Night. On the 8th of November, we've got Remembrance Sunday. On the 26th of November, we've got Thanksgiving, which is, of course, in the USA. On the 27th of November, it's Black Friday, which then leads into the 30th of November, which is Cyber Monday. So make sure to add that to your calendar so you can make the most of all the offers, if they are really offers, if you can count those offers. It's normally quite a, you know, I won't go into it, but I'm sure a lot of people will know what I mean. I feel like being so cynical on this podcast today. We're all like, is this real? Anyway, um, Kate, I think you've got a few considerations as well people can take into account this month. Yeah, definitely. We've already talked about how this episode is coming out right around the US general election. So if you haven't already, it's worth considering if your brand or your company needs to address this in any way. And the same goes for the second lockdown in England. Uh, That's kicking off on Thursday the 5th. So make sure that your content is uh, relevant and sensitive to that as well. Awesome. And Chloe, what have you got for us? Yeah, so very relevant to November, second lockdown, the election. November 13th is World Kindness Day. So please, everyone, remember to spread a bit of kindness on the 13th. Uh, November 17th is National Entrepreneurs Day. Uh, The 21st is World Hello Day. And November 30th is Small Business Saturday. 
Amazing. And of course, most importantly, in my opinion, um, looking ahead at November, it's now officially time to start celebrating Christmas, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, really start enjoying some magic. I mean, 2020 has been a bit rough. <laughs> so if you need some mince pies and a Hallmark movie marathon, you go do that. You officially have giraffes permission. Um, but of course, this is also the time that brands start releasing their Christmas adverts. So keep your eyes peeled on socials and TV to see what brands have come up with in this particularly challenging year where they haven't really been able to do those big productions that we expect to see. So yeah, really looking forward to see how brands have been creative in this unprecedented year. Well, we've just got time for a bit of monthly wisdom where our senior social media manager, Dom, get it, wisdom, um, shares a bit of motivation with us like he does every week in our weekly team meetings. Take it away, Dom. Thank you. So you learn more from failure than from success. Don't let it stop you. Failure builds character. Mic drop on that, Dom. That's a good one. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, amazing. Hope you are all feeling super motivated for the month ahead. Well, that is all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss our future episodes. You can also connect with us on all major social channels and let us know what you thought about what we discussed today. You can always tell us your personal highlight of October. We would love to hear from you. We've been Draft Social Media. You've been amazing. We'll see you next time.